Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, stump town, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me is my co-host, Eric, the Encyclopedia Foster. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> and the Bay Area Blazer, Rope Zapanta. Look good, feel good, pod good, let's get it. <laughs> hey, that's who we're rolling with for now until Blazer Ben can make his way back to the roster, but fellas. Absolutely, shout out. Shout out, Blazer Ben. I, I got to get a new chair. He's, his chair is broken. <laughs> yeah, the couch. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta give the Encyclopedia Foster a shout out for his new intro. That was pretty nice, man. Yeah, it was nice, man. Welcome, some good vocals. Back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put out a new album, but guys, we got three games to talk about. We've been slacking a little bit. We got three games. We had Game Two, Suns Blazers. Game Three, Clippers Blazers, and Game Four, Grizz Blazers. Let's get to it. Let's start off. Let's start off with that Suns game, guys. We ended up winning that one, one thirty-four to one hundred five, and not a bad showing by the Blazers. I mean, am I wrong in saying they looked good that game? No, I think that that Phoenix game was kind of like a a preview. You know, I don't think that you can expect that kind of effort every single night right now as the new system starts to develop and these guys get comfortable in their roles, but. You know, I assume that you're going to see more and more of that more frequently as time progresses. So it was a good preview of, of, I think, what we can come to expect here in the near future. Maybe not 29 point wins against the Western Conference champs every game, but (laughs) you know what I mean. I mean, I would like to get accustomed to that. That's for sure. What about you, Ro? What'd you see? The Suns look bothered. They did. we, We played some great defense. I mean, we held the Suns. I mean, almost under 100. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty impressive. I know that the Suns... Okay, the Suns were coming off of a, dub, uh, a back-to-back. They played the Lakers beforehand. But still, you would think that a team of their caliber would be able to step up, and the Blazers kind of took it to them. Hey, how much you- I have to say... All I have to say is Chris Paul had four points. He did have 11 assists. But yeah, four points. Well, a lot of that you can chalk up to the new rule change, too. I mean, Chris Paul, James Harden, you know, those guys. I'm sorry. Was Chris Paul really like a a repeat offender of that? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I love Chris Paul. But that guy was also a a dude that exploited the rules and made a lot of non-basketball moves that created contact. And, you know, and that benefited every team that he's played for, including that Suns team last year. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I just, uh, I guess, for me, uh, I guess I never really saw how egregious he was with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, still, to hold a guy, you know, a talent of his caliber to four points, I mean, that's that's saying something. 38 years old now. (laughs) He is 38 years old. You know, I didn't check and see what he posted against the Lakers uh, or what he's posted since, but... You know, four points from Chris Paul. I'll take that any day of the week. Oh, that's yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. Um, you know that I will say that that was the first game that uh, I mean, the first game of a two-game season at that point. But uh, the first game that I saw like real 
defensive intensity and, and, and different you know schemes being thrown at the opposing team. What did you guys see? Did you guys see the same thing? Were we watching the same game? Yeah, you know, that first game against the Kings, like defensively, they weren't rotating well. I know that it's a new defense. It's it's well known that Chauncey wants to play at the level at the level of the screen. Um, and I think it sort of we just couldn't get it going against the Kings. It, it felt like our rotations were too slow. That's that's definitely a faster team because they play a three guard lineup as well. With the Suns, though, we rotated really well, and we were able to stop them. It helps that CJ McCollum has absolutely been just a flamethrower these first four games. I mean, he's picking up right where he left off. Well, not right where he left off, but he's picking up like this was last year, right? At the beginning of the year, yeah. Oh, yeah. He started off hot, and once again, I mean, you could put him in like all-star talks again this year based off of four games. Absolutely. I mean, what what did he post here? He posted... 28 points he was shooting let's see 52 100 on free throws and 54 percent on threes i mean dude guys on fire and that was just for the, the phoenix suns game yeah absolutely i mean he was looking good man eric what, what do you see you know just kind of the same thing to that that rose said and to echo a little bit of that the rotations were good the defense was better i mean it was light years better than it was against sacramento and again you know I think that you could probably attribute that to some locker room stuff or some game film after that Sacramento game because you have a couple of guys like Dame and CJ, Nurk, um, even Simons, who really had only ever really played in a defensive system that Terry Stotts had developed. So, you know, the, the guys who are playing the most minutes are the guys that have the most bad habits that to break. So they have... You know that Sacramento game score notwithstanding, I know they it, that that score is not indicative to how the the, the true gap between those teams. You know that it, it was a close game right, to end right. the game, but that Sacramento team was running circles around Portland, and mm-hmm. you know you can go back and assume that Chauncey pointed some things out in that locker or in the in the in the film session the next day, and it's like here's where we need to improve, here's where we need to improve. And these guys are like going out and and fixing that. And then, you know, we'll talk about the clever game next. But in that Phoenix game, you could see that they were a lot more locked in. Um, CJ specifically was not hanging on the hip of his defender. And he was go he was he was tied up with Devin Booker most of the game. And he was doing a good job of staying in front. He was shading really well. And he wasn't getting beat on the dribble and then putting Nurk in trouble, which is a big change from what you know we're used to seeing the last couple of years absolutely yeah. great you, points you know uh you touched on the clippers blazers we might as well talk about it but we might talk as about well. what what game do they play do they play <laughs> I, I don't know if they play before so, before before you move on tim i just want to mention the thing that helped in that suns game was our bench was absolutely on fire mm-hmm. we got a bench mob that's for sure we got a bench mob the only negative part of this game, though, is that Norman Powell goes down. And, I mean, that could have been what happened in the Clippers game that we're just about to talk about. So take it away, Tim. I mean, and, and, and to your point, that was early, too. That was the first half. And he had, he posted 16 points in the first half. Right. I mean, he was, he was, rolling. He was on fire. But, yeah, let's let's move on to the, the Clippers Blazers, uh, the following Massacre. game. Massacre. Um, 
You could say that. <laughs> you could definitely say that. Um, Thirty the, turnovers. Uh, the Clippers. Yeah. Clippers ended up whooping the Blazers, one sixteen to eighty six. Um, oh, Eric, you said it. I mean, it's hard to stay competitive when you've got thirty turnovers. I mean, it's hard to stay competitive when you have twenty to twenty five. Absolutely, and you know the one of the big things too is you're going to couple 30 turnovers with the fact that Lillard is shooting, you know, 27 or 28% from the field, you know, like you're not going to win. You're you pick one of those things and you're not going to win a game. I mean, through through 3 games, the first 3 games of the season, Lillard was only shooting like 8% from beyond the arc or something like that. Yep. Something ridiculous. I mean, he was 0 for 9 what the was Kings the game. First game? Yep. The Kings game. Yep. Um, two for seven against Phoenix against yep. the Suns, and then zero for eight against the Clips. That's first of all. I just want to point out that that is not the norm. That is not what we know we can expect from Dame, and I don't think that's what we're gonna get in the future. Look, to me, it's it seems like it's just a guy trying to fit within the system that Chauncey's putting together. Absolutely, and he's not he's not trying to revert back. To what you know, to to what he knew could win games in the past. Well, you can you, you know, can he's, tell he's, he's yeah he's really putting forth an effort to try and stay within the system to make sure it works. Yeah, he's he's absolutely trying to buy in, and I I honestly I'm not worried about Dame Lillard. I don't think anyone here is. No, I mean we're gonna talk about the next game where Dame Lillard actually responds decently. He has, he's actually knocking down some threes now. Um, but the slander on Dame Lillard online was absolutely ridiculous after this so Clippers crazy. game. I mean, comparing him to Russell Westbrook with a higher three-point percentage. Like, please, are we really doing that right now? Saying that Russell Westbrook is a is a better shooter than Dame Lillard? Please. You, pronu- you pronounce his name wrong twice. Russell Westbrook? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. My bad. My bad, guys. Two things. Two things with that. The first one is... It is a completely new system, and the ball is not in Lillard's hands, and he is not the maestro that he has been the last nine seasons under Terry Stotts. He is working in a new system where the ball is moving, and he has to move. Yes. So he's going to... There's going to be an adjustment period where he's learning. Number two, once he does figure out the system... There is no doubt in my mind that he goes back to being the Damian Lillard that we are all accustomed to, that we're all used to. And, you know, just for spits and giggles, number three, no Norman Powell, right? The last couple of games, no Norm. Now, the Sacramento Norm, first half Phoenix Norm, but that Clippers game, no Powell. So you don't have that third lethal score on the court with you. You know, like you, you know, you, you're lining up CJ, you're lining up Powell. So LA's defense was able to pick him up and they were, they were picking him up like right at half court yeah. and sending two right. guys at him. Right. You know, so, you know, that, that brings up uh, something else I wanted to talk to you guys about. So this Clippers game was the first game that we saw Nasir little in the starting five. He starts at the three in place of Norman Powell. What did you guys see from that? I'm curious because I have my own thoughts. I'll start with you, bro. Well, you know, as head of the Nasir Little fan club, 
I I didn't see very much. I saw I saw a young player. I saw him getting absolutely cooked by by an all-star player, which is Paul George, which you know you would expect to see. Nasir Little, he has the physical tools to be a great player, but he's not there yet. You're gonna have these waves of him being great and him not being so great. And that's exactly what we should expect of him, right? Because he hasn't seen a lot of minutes, and this is the first time he's gonna like he's probably gonna average somewhere between twenty-five to thirty minutes this year, and we're gonna have those waves. What did you think, Tim? Well, I actually want to hear what Eric had to say first. Yeah, go for it. Hmm. So I like Little a lot, and I think that right now he's probably a guy that you can put in for fifteen to twenty minutes a game, and you're going to get something out of him. I don't think that he's starter material, and I don't think that he's consistent enough from an all-around game aspect that you'd want to pencil him in anytime soon as the starting three. But I do think that you're going to get something out of him. He gives you hustle. He gets you some rebounds. He goes and gets some balls. But he doesn't necessarily play under the type of control you need to be an everyday NBA starter. Here are my thoughts surrounding Nasir Little. I'm not saying he's starting starting five caliber yet. But what I will say, hopefully not sounding sacrilegious or way off base, but he gives me Jerome Kersey vibes where He's not going to give you anything flashy. It's nothing crazy. Nothing's going to jump out, out off the page, you know. But he's going to outwork every single person on the floor. He's going to get you the second chance opportunities. He's going to get those, you know, tip-ins. He's going to give you an extra extra rebound here and there. Like, he's going to bother the opposing team. Maybe in a year and or that's, two. And that's what no, I think it's right now, honestly. I don't think, to your point, I don't think it's as consistent as we want it to be, but I think it's going to get there this season. And I don't know if he'll take the starting role from Norm. Because... I see what you're saying, Tim, where like he gets flashes of greatness, right? Or flashes of being a really, really good player. But then he also flashes like he could be like Al Farouk Amino or like Mo Harkless. I get that. You know what and, I mean? And look, no, I'm not the saying closest... there aren't the closest I'm not, hold on i'm not saying there aren't things that nasir needs to work on he needs to work on his ball handling he needs to work yeah. on his jumper obviously there are things he needs to work on what i'm saying is he gives me jerome kersey vibes where he's gonna out hustle every person on the court and that's the kind of guy that. that you want on your team that's the kind of guy that that keeps the team working that much harder to win ball games he reminds me a lot more of Travis Outlaw than he does Jerome Kersey right now. I think he's a little more coordinated than Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying. But I, no, I get that. Like, I do get that. Yeah. Just a guy who's a high energy guy that can do a lot of different things, but maybe doesn't have the experience yet to put it all together and tie in. I mean, I. The problem is Travis looked like that in year ten. Travis, mm, Travis won some games though, man. He did. He had some nice won some games, <laughs> but 
Yeah, but I'm ready to flush that Clippers game down the toilet because that's, I mean, absolutely. A, then it, why don't why don't we do that? Let's move on. It was on. a turd. It was let's, a turd. <laughs> let's move on to greener yeah. pastures here because the Blazers just took down the Grizzlies tonight, and what a game it was! They ended up beating the Grizzlies, one sixteen to ninety six. Shout out Gentlemen. to our guy Pete Pranica. Pete, yeah, shout out. We love Pete. you, man. Sorry your Grizz went down like that, but. Man, was it good to see the Blazers play like this. Eric, I, I tried to find your thoughts telecast. on this game, I man. tried to listen to the Memphis telecast on Fubo, but I couldn't find it. So I just I went to the root and listened to Calabro and Lamar. Um, That's so funny. I did the same thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying. Um, I like the effort in the second half. You could kind of see some of those defensive holes in the first half. Um, it's kind of been a consistent theme so far during the season in wins and losses that Portland is giving up a lot in the corner. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of that is guys are not learning how to play help side or I shouldn't say learning how they are learning how to play help side defense within Chauncey's system. And on either side, when they're kind of shading over into help, you're seeing that corner get left open and I think that's something that probably gets fixed. But that was what the biggest thing that was concerning was so many wide open corner threes. And if they weren't wide open, the recovery was so frantic that the mm-hmm. defender was out of position and they were still getting a good shot out of it. But the mm-hmm. second half, I mean, the defense was stifling. The offense was clicking. Guys were moving. You saw a lot of ball movement. And again, much like the Phoenix game, you get a glimpse of how good Portland can be. And they did it without Norman Powell. So you just beat a really good Memphis team by 20 points. Um, It's a Memphis team that's had some close games against some really, really good teams. And then you just put the smack on them without arguably, you know, your 2A best player or 2B best player. So it's a good win. Absolutely. Bro. Yeah. I I mean, I'm going to agree with Eric here. And I think, you know, I, I was worried about those corner threes as well. I don't think... That problem is going to end, by the way. And I don't know, Eric, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of those times, those rotations towards the corner there, they're usually CJ or Dame's responsibility to run out there. Well, and they get there too slow. I'm I'm going to say it now. They get there too slow. And the thing is, is that we played good enough defense to hold the Grizzlies under 100. It's a good way to respond after getting completely smacked by the by the Clippers. But this is the first game that I saw the Jekyll and Hyde of the Blazers in one game. Because we saw sort of a bad team completely in, in Sacramento. We saw a good team completely in the Suns. We saw... A bad team again with the Clippers, but this is the first time where the first half we played poorly. And then the second half, we made some adjustments, we played better, and we won this game, and we really smacked them down. And that's more promising, the, the right? Half. I mean, to me, that's, that's more promising. Definitely more promising. Absolutely. You know, I, I'll also say that in the second half, to your point, Ro, uh, Portland held Memphis to 39 points in the second half. Yeah. yeah. And this was a team that was leading the league in, those, in scoring, too. Right, Memphis was that's, leading the I mean, league in scoring. I mean, that's got to say something, and 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 it is absolutely promising to see a team play like that in the second half. Um, I, I like your analogy with the Jekyll and Hyde because, you know, you you talk about we were talking about Dame's slow starts, 
Um, it's kind of reminiscent of how he, he started last season. Um, although I think he's actually starting worse this season, uh, at least as far, with his, as far as his threes are concerned. I will say his defense has impressed me so far this season. Mm-mm. I was not ready for that. Mm-mm. You don't you don't agree, Eric? Not, no. not maybe impress is a little too hard of a word. No, because <laughs> Rose Rose right. I would say it's. I am I impressed it's a by what I've seen. I'm not saying he plays impressive defense. Those corner I'm saying threes. I am impressed by what I see from Dame's <laughs> defense because guys, he played Matador defense same as CJ. We're not seeing yeah. exactly what we've seen before this season i mean the guy's getting tipped passes he's he's you know stealing the ball from from opponents when when was the last time you saw dame steal the ball you know what i mean like that doesn't happen yeah. and we've seen it just about two times maybe three times every game i will point out that rose right and a little bit off it's not dame and cj's responsibility to get to that corner but it is their responsibility to keep their guy in front of them so that when penetration happens, they're still a defender between the, their guy and the basket. Because that's what's happening is CJ gets beat or Dame gets beat and that help side defender takes two steps in. Then that guy dumps the ball with the help defender in front of him and Dame or CJ on their back. And then Rocco, Little, Nance those are the guys who have to bust tail back to the corner and get those right. shots. So, like, you can say that his defense is better, like he's not playing Matador defense, but then then all we're saying is he's just trying a little harder because it's not really yielding the type of results that we want. Because Isn't that this, what defense is, though? Uh, this Phoenix game, the team that was pushing the lead out there was with either Dame or, Dame or CJ on the bench. They had a better defensive guard out front with them. They did. With them. You're absolutely correct. And that's when the defense that. ratcheted up. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. The NBA is back. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if you do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, Nasir Little, Rocco, and of course, the Bosnian Beast? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. With promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How impressed are you guys with Cody Zeller? Stud. Love him. Love him. Amazing. Am I right? I mean, the guy is out there giving you everything he's got and making damn good plays. And when he's done, he can come over and do your taxes or something. (laughs) I just want to apologize to Cody, man. I told you. I told you. During during the offseason... Like, we just kind of glanced over him. We'd talk about him a little bit. We're like, yeah, we signed this guy, Cody Zeller. But we're really excited about this guy, Larry Nance. I am pretty and sure I... we said Cody who? I... Exactly. <laughs> I was the guy. Go back and listen to those tapes. I was the one I... going, oh, he can move side to side. He's an upgrade I... over Cantor. 
Sure. You're right. And you were right, 100% correct. <laughs> I did not think he would be this much of an upgrade, though. Yeah. I didn't think he would be outshining our big signing, quote-unquote big signing, right, with Larry Nance. Sorry, our big trade. Did you guys think that? Did you guys expect that? No, but to that point, I will say this is the first game that I was finally excited for what I saw from Nance. Nance right. looked good out there for the first time. Do you guys remember um, Remember when we signed or we traded for Robin Lopez? Mm-hmm. Yes. And we were all like, what? And he ended up being <laughs> great. But if you remember, you go back and look at the numbers, the first like five or six games that he played for Portland, we were like, what yep. do we do? Why we sign this bum? And then yep. once everything started clicking, it was like, okay, now we're seeing Yeah. It. Look, guys, this is we're still in a situation where, I mean, we said it last season and the season before, but this team does need time to click, and mm-hmm. it's not going to take as long as it has in the past because this team is better. This team is better. They have smarter guys on the, on the court. Um, it's going to happen. Yeah. It, it's, it's just a matter of time. And, you know, I... Who knows how long that's going to be? Honestly, I give it five games, five more games to see how it clicks together. Oh, you're and being then at that point. I think you're putting too much pressure on him. I, I say by <laughs> five to ten. No, I really, I really said by Christmas this team will be clicking. That's what I'm thinking. Oh. I'm thinking by Christmas this team is a really good team by Christmas. Absolutely, I, I, I would agree 100 with you because, I mean, we're give them 20 games. Them, we're already seeing yeah. them improve. We are, and and the thing is, you're gonna get you're gonna get games like Phoenix and Grizzlies. You're also gonna get games like the Clippers and the Kings, who we play next early on. We do play the Clippers on Friday, but I'm just saying, like you're gonna get that that kind of Jekyll and Hyde. I, I going back to that analogy, you're gonna get that Jekyll and Hyde team right now because they're still figuring it out. Yep. Yeah, and we we've got young players. But we we've got young players that got to figure it out too. There are things to so, get excited about. My breakout player, Anthony Simons. Anthony my breakout Simons. my breakout player of the year. Yeah, yeah. That kid. Tell me about Anthony hey, Simons. Say, hey, if we're if we're throwing out apologies, this is my public apology to Anthony <laughs> Simons for saying there is no way he could possibly play the one, because tonight he looked like he could. Almost he to a fault. Like he, Almost he looked like fault. he was good at it. There were a couple times I'm like, oh, he's going to raise up and pack. No, why'd he pass? Why'd he pass that ball? Rise Still up and pack system. that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Anthony, my apologies, man, because. He means it, too. And he does. He means I, it. <laughs> I absolutely do. I never apologize unless I mean it. But look. He said his first tattoo is going to be your there. tattoo. If you're ever listening, and he said to apologize, he told me in the in the te- in the group text, he's like, "I got to get that same tattoo that Simon's got." I'm like, "Yeah, you should True. do it." Man, Tim Tim's third kid's gonna be named Anthony. <laughs> there are no more kids, gentlemen. No more kids. Two is enough. But fellas, going back to to talking about things to get excited about with this team, Simon's looks great. Yep, McCollum is off to a great start. Little looks like he can be productive for us. Larry Nance Jr. finally shows up and shows us what he can do. And honestly, I think it's only a sample. And I you're 2-2. Two and two. only a sample. 
You're two and, two and two with Dame exactly. shooting 25% from the field and Norman Powell out for two and a half games. Exactly. I'll take it. And Cody Zeller looks amazing. And guys, I got to say, I know, look, I'm a guy that loves the rookies. I got to say, I love what I see from Brown. Brown looks yeah. like a hedgehog fan, athlete. baby. Hedgehog oh, fan. Oh, man. That guy looks like a freak athlete that's going to yam it on people every single night. And I am here for it. Don't forget Dennis Smith Jr. He looks great. He looks great. You know what, though? I will say I'm, I'm a little worried about Dennis. Today he came up oh, a little. Yeah. He came up a little gimpy. Uh, a little lame. He didn't yeah, call for lame. a sub though. He didn't call for a sub. So I'm like. He didn't. But I I worry because if you guys watch the play, his body kind of contorted a little funny when he made that pass under the hoop, and he instantly came up holding his ribs. Makes me a little worried. Man, we got We Spe- got speculation city here. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's true. We gotta get uh, also excited we that our... we have a punching bag for a backup center because that dude's face is jacked. I Dude, love it. Every game, I every game, it. it's something new. I love it. <laughs> that guy's an animal. I love it. We need to get Cody on here. Looks like Captain Picard. <laughs> Captain Captain Picard with, with a stitches. face shield. <laughs> face shield. <and> his... <laughs> Look, guys. Uh, in the interest of time. Look, uh, for our listeners who who aren't aware. We're going to be pumping these out twice a week now, uh, hoping to cover about two games an episode. But for now, that is what we've got for you for the recap of these three games. Gentlemen, let's move on to giving props. So since Blazer Ben isn't here, I'm going to be running giving props. And if you don't know, a prop or giving props is giving respect or credit due to a person's story or a group of people. So Eric... Tim, I want to know, do you give this props? There is a hamster named Mr. Gox, and he does crypto trading. I've heard this. Basically what he does, he has this hamster wheel that scrolls through like hundreds of crypto. And after he's done scrolling, he could, you know, go into a tunnel or two, actually two tunnels. One tunnel is to buy, the other tunnel is to sell. And apparently, he is up nearly 20% on his portfolio. He's performing better than Bitcoin, NASDAQ 100, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, and the SP500. Eric, do you give props to Mr. Gox or his owner for for their crypto trading successes? I hate this world, man. <laughs> I can't believe that. I haven't even heard that and I'm I'm sad. This is a sad Why why are you sad, man? I, a hamster. A hamster is beating Warren Buffett. A hamster. From G like the little like that little guy from G Force, the movie. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than have skills. Is his guy. owner Zach Galifianakis? I hope so. God, I, I so do so. I. Uh, yeah, <laughs> screw it. Props, man. I mean, if you can, any whatever. Oh, I love it. At this point, I there's no stopping the world. It's a crazy place. <laughs> Tim, what you got? I give it props because who thinks of this? Like, who's sitting in their mom's basement thinking, you know what? I know how to make. I, I know how I'm gonna make it. 
I'm gonna buy a hamster, <laughs> put him in a cage, and make him trade crypto. It's like 2021 Groundhog Day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, except you're getting rich. Getting rich instead of a uh, early <laughs> early spring. Yeah, yeah man. Is when that... I first read this story, I was like, it, like this is fake, right? Like they're dealing with like fake money. This is just like hypothetical. But no, there's real money involved in this, and this dude streams his hamster on Twitch so that people could follow his predictions. Oh my goodness. Have you have you seen like has he revealed Is the wheel how much like electrified like, or something? Like does it like what if it like shocks and he just gzz, and goes rigor <laughs> like a rigor on Twitch? I've, from what I've seen cuz I I I've heard of this and I looked it up a little bit. Uh-huh. There's like certain I don't know if you want to call them tunnels or like basically if he goes through like one tunnel it'll choose one thing if he goes through another tunnel it'll choose something else and then there's like a a wheel that he runs on so like what ro was saying as he's running on the wheel it's choosing which crypto to buy or sell and depending on which tube or tunnel he goes through after that it'll either buy or sell it yeah that's exactly how it works and his up 20% on his portfolio. I'm going to give it props to. I'm going to move on to our next story. There was a lost hiker. And there was a rescue team who was out for, I don't know, several hours looking for this man. And they were trying to call him over and over and over. This dude. And this hiker ignored the calls because he thought... That it was spam. <laughs> that it was spam. So we just hung up on them. No. Do you guys give props to the hiker who ignored calls from his rescuers? I'm going to start with the myth, the myth, the legend, Tim Johnson. <laughs> I got I to gotta give props to the rescuers who continued to call. Because, you know, they just kept, they, they became spammers. They were spam calling this dude to try and get a hold of him. How funny is that, man? Because, I mean, it's... It's funny, but not funny at the same time, right? But, like, that's something that I would probably do. I'd be like, I don't recognize this number. Ignore. While you're lost in the woods? <laughs> Silence. Well, first of all, how do you get reception while being lost in the woods? That's impressive. They must be on that Verizon plan. Definitely not T-Mobile. Right. <laughs> Tim, do you give it props? Am I, am I giving props for him ignoring the calls? Yes, the, the hiker. No. <laughs> I cannot, man. Because if I was lost in the woods, I'd be taking every spam call I could get trying to get some help. Yeah, good That's luck, man. Sure. I don't know if those people in Bangladesh can really help you, bro. You never know, man. It could be being monitored by somebody. <laughs> we need Eric, to, Eric, what you got? We got to escalate this call. I need to speak to some, I need to speak to your supervisor. Uh, <laughs> Give so me the president. I, so there's another one of these stories, and that's the one I thought you were going with, where the these guys went looking for a missed, for a lost hiker, and it turned out the dude was drunk, and he was actually part of the search party looking for himself. Oh, I saw that one. That's the one I thought <laughs> I we were rolling with. So, uh, but no, I'm not giving that process. because that guy's a moron. Like, you answer, if you're lost, you're answering your call. I'm answering my phone, especially if, if my you, phone can ring. Yeah, if you have reception, you oh. answer the dang phone. You know, that's where, you know, natural yes. selection just needs to come into play and a cougar needs to come take that dude right off the face of the planet. 
Yeah, obviously this man is a man's man, because why didn't he just pick up his phone and say, like, call anybody and be like, hey, I'm lost in the woods Bro, right I'm now. Bro, well, I'm, I'm dropping my location. I'm dropping, I'm putting it in the just, group chat, here's like, the thing ding, here's ding. Here's the thing, man, like, it's probably because he knew exactly where he was going. It could be. It could be, man. <laughs> it probably could be. I'm, go I'm not going to give this guy props either. Nah. I'm going to move on to our next topic here. In Hong Kong, there is something called the Sleeping Bus Tour, and basically... What they offer to their customers is traveling about 45 miles and you pay somewhere between 13 and 51 dollars and you could fall asleep on the bus so if you have trouble falling asleep and you just want to ride around town you could hop on this bus and fall asleep what they offer you is actually a food coma lunch before you hop on to help induce sleep do you guys give props to this Hong Kong tour company for their idea for the sleeping bus tour? I'm gonna go with Eric. No, because I don't trust anything that comes out of China. And this has nothing to do with coronavirus. <laughs> I just know how unsafe it is in China. Like, there's a black market for your kidneys. I am not falling asleep anywhere in public <laughs> where I'm gonna wake up without half my liver, my spleen, a kidney, uh, an eyeball. Like this. Yeah, no, 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 no props. That's crazy. That's, you know what? I guarantee you that food coma, these people are waking up. They don't even realize that one of their lungs are gone. <laughs> Tim, what you got? I mean, I, I just have a few questions first. Yeah, like, go for it. Like, what do I get for $13 versus $51? Oh, I assume it question. has to do with, I assume it has to do with the lunch or mm. does it mean like or if i pay the 51 dollars, does that mean i get to keep both kidneys well it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a double decker bus okay and from what i got is that bottom level is the operating room there's, <laughs> there's different levels of like comfort oh okay and and do i have to sit in a chair to sleep or do i get like a cot I'm not sure, but I want to say that there's probably different comforts See, of seats. Look, I'm not I'm not paying $51 or even $13 to fall asleep on what feels like an airline <laughs> seat. You know what I mean? Um, and and what kind of what what kind of cuisine are we talking here? Because if it's if it's oh, just man, like if know. it's just like some fluff food like like rice or noodles or something. Whoa. I'm gonna need a little more than that. Pan Panda Express. Look, I'm not saying I don't like rice and noodles. That's what, what I'm saying, saying is, what I'm saying is, I need some protein in there. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and give me some wontons. I love me some wontons. Okay, so if they had the food that you wanted, yeah, I'd pay 51 bucks. Are you doing? I'd pay 51 dollars <laughs> just to go eat. Like, I'm not. I don't. Fifty-one dollars buys a lot of bat wing soup, and I love me some bat wing soup. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Actually, honestly. I think that's quite the deal. I mean, you get a meal. Yeah. I mean, how, how much do you pay on average, right? Probably like somewhere between 25, 30 bucks, depending if For it's a one nice good, Yeah, if it's good food, yeah. If it's good food, sure. But okay. And you get to guys, sleep, you get a tour, guys, and you get to sleep. You're on a bus. How good could it be? Here's the number one problem, gentlemen. What happens uh -huh. if you have to go number two? There's got to be a toilet, right? <laughs> There's got to be. 
There's got to be. And be. then what happens then, if you're like, I didn't even if... fall asleep. Like I, I was, I was in there on the throne for thirty <laughs> of happens? my forty-five minutes. What happens if everybody's gotta go? Mm-hmm. Bad bat wing soup. You know what I'm saying? So bad batch. <laughs> Sorry guys, tour's over. So is this a no props for you too? No. What you thinking? Come on, Tim. Don't um, do it. Don't you? You know it. what? If if I lived in in Hong Kong and this was an option. I mean, that's five hours is a long time, though. But yeah, I'd probably try it's a, it once. It's a five-hour bus ride. I would probably yeah. try it once. I would. No, I'm, I'm not even that. lying. I would try it. I'm, I'm going to give it props because I would try it, too. I it's, think that's quite the deal. Especially if I had the Bay Area Blazer with me. Yeah, Why do you I would think go. it's five hours? Why do you think it's five hours? How long do you think an operation takes? Oh, it could take anywhere from 45 minutes to all day, Eric. I know this. You work in a hospital. Same. All right, all right, fellas. I'm going to cut this off. That is all we have for giving props for tonight. Shout out to my co-hosts, the Encyclopedia Foster and the Bay Area Blazer, Rosa Panta, the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and Bucket Busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter, at BustedBucket, with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Check out our website, BustedBucketPod.com. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.